Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host. I am Chris. Uh, with me as ever, I got Ryan. Hello. How are we? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. You? Yeah, all good in the hood. Thank you very much. Wedding day getting closer? A little bit closer. Three hundred something days is what I'm told, but I clearly can't remember the date. So. Oh, it's a while away, isn't it? Yeah. Next year. Oh, right. Okay. That's not. That's oh, right. For some reason, I got sort of the next couple of so weeks I, in mind. Oh, oh no. I'd be. I'd be stressing like crazy. Yeah. Or I'd be told to stress like crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a bit more like it. <laughs> uh, well, a lady at work got married recently. And yeah. she was supposed to make it to a local hotel um, with her husband. And she couldn't because she spent the evening with her head down the toilet with her um, new groom holding her hair behind her ears so she could throw up into it. Nice, and nice. You, you can't teach class, can you? <laughs> it's something that's within you. Yeah. Um, right, well, this week we're going to talk about the EFL Cup. Um, we're going to be talking some results around Europe over the last few days as well, um, previewing the forthcoming Premier League action. So, what we'll do, where should we start? Um, well, it's the first result I wrote down, so that's good enough for me. Uh, hmm. Nottingham Forest, nil, Arsenal 4. Today, we recorded this on Thursday, the 22nd um, of September. Today is 20 years since. Arsenal Wenger took over Arsenal. Oh, really? Well, according to Football Weekly, I've not actually researched oh, it myself, oh, okay. so I'm hoping they've got it right, because otherwise I'm looking a bit of a fool. Um, but yeah, uh, he celebrated with a 4-0 victory, and poor old um, Nicholas Bentner and Henry Lansbury on the losing side, former Arsenal players. It's not really a surprise, though, is it? It's not, no. But, I mean, someone did say that it did have the look of a sort of 2010 Arsenal League Cup team with those two. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nottingham Forest fans singing Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that to the Arsenal fans, which is rather amusing. Yeah, I heard that. That was just fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, Can you tell anything from this game, or is it just sort of meat and potatoes, League Cup, and Arsenal Arsenal won? Meat and potatoes, really. I mean, Xhaka's goal was pretty good. but it, I'm not. Uh, I'm not more worried for this weekend's game because of them beating Nottingham Forest four now. No, Lucas Perez no. scored twice. Yeah, one of them was a penalty, wasn't it? I think. I uh, no, that was Chamberlain's. Was it? Oh no, oh, yeah, right. no, you're right. Sorry, Perez. Yeah. One of those was a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Chamberlain's goal. That was that was good. So, to be honest, they, they they did play some nice football from what I saw of the goals, and they did play quite well. Um, but again, it, it's Arsenal in a cup competition, which they've seemed to have mastered over the past couple of seasons. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the one I was looking at as well, Leicester 2, Chelsea 4. You're all little chaps here. They did well, didn't they? They were 2 0 down after um, after not very long, 34 minutes. And then some second half, which culminated in two Cesc Fabregas goals in injury time. Oh, and a sending off as well. 
Yeah, it was all. It was a bit of a mad one, really. I, I watched the game, and I mean, the Chelsea defence was poor again uh, for the Okazaki goals. Uh, they really weren't that great, really. I mean, fair play to Okazaki for putting themselves in the position, but Begovic probably could and should have done better with both chances. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Chelsea looked lacklustre for the 44 minutes until uh, we scored, and then as soon as we got the goal before half time, we came out with a lot more energy. And the Fabregas goals were good in um, extra time, but I think the red card definitely helped. Um, pretty much a full strength defence, wasn't it? You got Aspilicueta, Cahill, David Luiz, Alonso. Um, Aspilicueta is probably the only one that would start ahead of Alonso, wouldn't he? But John Terry possibly as well over Luiz. Yeah, but- absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's just full strength defence, and they're still not managing to get the job done. And Conte is probably thinking this is a bit of a far cry from. You know, Benucci and Chiellini. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a way, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and Shalaber came on to make his Chelsea debut, having been on loan at six clubs in the uh, in between time. Yeah, it was like six because they they you know Sky Sports did the whole rap sheet when he came on. You know, six clubs on loan, eighty-one appearances across different varying levels for England, and you're still thinking, all right, calm down. This is playing. <laughs> yeah, this is having a go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kante, William. Uh, Costa, Hazard, Courtois all benched um, and in came Begovic, Moses, Fabregas. So where does Fabregas play? Was he playing number 10, was he? He originally played alongside, uh, was Ma- I think, Matic. So he was alongside Matic. So a bit further back? Yeah. So by the time he scored these two goals, had he pushed a bit further forward? Yeah, uh, Loftus-Cheek had been taken off for uh, Diego Costa. So it was Costa and Batshuayi and then Batshuayi came off for Chal- uh, Chaloba. And then Fabregas moved into a number ten role, which worked wonders. He say he played a lot better at number ten, did he? Or did it? Was he doing uh, all right before then, or was he? He was doing okay. I mean, he was doing sort of standard Fabregas things, really picking picking players out. Um, but as soon as he got into that number ten role type thing, he, he was just electric. Him and Hazard were linking up really well. Him and Costa. Hey, Costa should have put the game to bed beforehand anyway. He had two really good chances to score. Um, both would, would have been Fabregas assists, so he he really fits into that role. Because he's kind of a forgotten man this season, isn't he? Yeah, he, he took a bit of a pop at the media, actually, um, after the game. He sort of said, oh, you know, the, you guys keep saying, I don't want to be here, but I do want to be here, and I've proven that tonight type of thing. Mm. And, he, and then he sort of just walked off after that. Because, you know, he's sort of, you know... I mean, after four games, I think it's very difficult, what, four or five games, it's very difficult to say, well, this player's definitely not going to play this season. Um even after the first game, they said, oh, Fabregas isn't going to fit into Conte's plans. It's only the first game. You know, I think Conte's still trying to get the the team together and the squad together that he actually wants to play all the time. I'm pretty sure this isn't his desired formation. He's just having to play it with what he's got. Yeah. Um, first time Chelsea have won from being two goals down since. Any idea? Oh, um, no. Uh, playing Charlton in 2002. Oh, I yeah. I read that, and I kind of thought they must have done that at some point. With Chelsea have probably never really leaked two goals that meant that often for well, that to happen at that point. More recently, maybe. Well, yeah, more recently, yeah. Um, also in the League Cup, uh, we got West Ham one, Accrington Stanley little Dimitri Payet was a ninety-sixth minute goal, wasn't it? Was it a free kick? Yeah. Yeah, it was a free kick. Oh, sorry, it wasn't the best free kick he scored, but it was still all right. Yeah. Um, have you seen the Accrington Stanley Twitter account today? 
Nah. Uh, Accrington Stanley's Twitter account today, um, their bio says, not the world's biggest fans of Dimitri Payet. that's their verified twitter account yeah (laughs) uh northampton am i too is it too much of a stretch to say these are your lot as well Uh, a little bit of a stretch everyone on my facebook feed was talking about it (laughs) yeah you're a native of northampton aren't you yeah native so um to be honest a lot of the people a lot of the stuff i heard was just what traffic was going to be like around the ground (laughs) (laughs) people complaining a lot of people at work were just like, I'm going to have to leave right on time today because I definitely won't get past six fields. <laughs> so are you are you proper Northampton? Are you Rushton or Earthlingborough? Pro- proper Northampton, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, they... I was trying to think what happened in this. Uh, Manchester United took the lead, didn't they? It was 1-1 for a little while, wasn't it? And Yeah, and Northampton had a penalty, which they scored. I mean, I switched on... Probably about the 50th minute. So it, it was 1-1 at that point, I believe. And then sort of five, ten minutes after I started watching Herrera scored United second. Mm. But I was watching it going, this is a full-strength United team. Mm. I was sort of thinking Mourinho probably would have played a few sort of youngsters. Um, you know, Ibrahimovic was on, Herrera, De Gea, Young. And I was just sort of thinking, this is a, a full-strength United team. They they shouldn't be struggling as much as they were. They didn't look great at that point from what I'd seen. Yeah. And, and Herrera's goal and then Rashford's goal was um, fortuitous for Rashford, but very bad for the goalkeeper. That was a bit of a shocker, wasn't it? He had a should I stay or should I go moment, didn't he? As the ball was humped over the top. Yeah, it's, it's almost like he's been told you're not allowed to leave the box ever rather than you're just not allowed to use your hands outside the box. Yeah. Because he, he ran up to the, the edge of the box and sort of just stood there like, oh, I can't step over the line. And then now Rashford, do do? Rashford, yeah, Rashford did very well to be persistent and get there. Yeah, but that's the easiest goal he's ever going to score. So Carrick was playing. Carrick and Schneidlin played. So does that mean Rooney was pushed forward a bit more? Does it? I think Rooney was lone striker for a little bit. I don't know if he brought Rashford on or Rashford played on the wing. Maybe. Right. I'm not sure. I mean, well, I Rashford, didn't see Rashford that came on for Fosimensa. Oh, so yeah, it probably would have been uh, Rooney up top on his own then. Yeah. Um, I mean, the amazing thing about the whole thing was I saw images of Manchester United stretching in a car park before the game. Yeah, there was a, the, the hotel they were staying at, they, they all went out into the car park for about 10, 15 minutes and they got snapped stretching in the car park. Oh, did they? Yeah, Mourinho was just sort of standing there. <laughs> well, someone was clearly getting into their car after staying near that hotel and just took pictures of them all. That's a very surreal sight. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Rooney then, if he was playing this bit further forward goal, because I, I know Mourinho said, um, he was asked what is Rooney's job in that game, and he said to score goals. So <laughs> he's played Rooney a bit further forward against a team that is League One promoted from League Two last season, and Rooney still didn't score. Yeah, Rooney's, um, considering that this is the man that wants to carry on playing for England... But no one really seemed to know what his role is. Uh, I, I don't really know what's going on with Rooney at the moment. He just—he's getting obviously paid a lot of money, but he doesn't really seem to return their value. I wonder if—I wonder if managers are under pressure to play him because of how much he earns. I think that is the case. I think that's—it's almost very similar to um, Torres when he was at Chelsea, where I think people sort of had to play him because of the money that was spent. I think that's similar to Rooney at the moment. It's like, you know, he's the captain, he's however much 300 grand a week, whatever silly number it was back when he signed the contract. 
Yeah. You know, we've got to pay him because otherwise it's just money down the drain. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Manchester United in the last 16 will play... Manchester City. Manchester City. Because they beat Swansea. Mourinho must be hating it. Oh, my God. I know. Do you know, I was kind of wondering what sort of side they would put out because it's the League Cup and obviously they've both got bigger fish to fry. But it's a derby and they're playing each other. And I think, well, Mourinho will definitely put a full-strength team out anyway. I think that's his his prerogative. But mm. especially since they lost the, the first derby, Mourinho is going to be quite keen to sort of set that straight. Yeah, exactly. Um, and City looked like they could well be without Vincent Company again for a little while. He played pretty much the full 90 minutes, but he hobbled off at the end, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, that was weird because all I heard was he walked off. So I thought, has he just <laughs> given up? Everyone on like the Sky Sports blog was just, Vincent Company's just walked off. I was like, has he hobbled off or walked it's, off? I don't sod this. <laughs> exactly. I just thought, he maybe just thought, nah, screw injury time, we've won. Yeah, I'm off. Um. <laughs> Yeah, because they beat Swansea, didn't they? Two one. They were two 0 up, weren't they, for some time, and then beaten two one. Yeah, yeah. Um, other results we had. Uh, Preston beat Bournemouth at Bournemouth three two, didn't they? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that went to extra. Eddie Howe must it? be sort of feeling a bit crappy about himself this week. Uh, I don't think they'd be. Do I think? Do you think they'd be do all that think... bothered? I suppose. Well, when you. <laughs> It's difficult, really, when you're a Premier League club in that sort of situation because you're not going to really crack towards the top half of the table, potentially. You're not going to be potentially relegated. So what can you achieve? Something like a League Cup run. Do you not think they could be a bit iffy? I think if they carry on with the way that they did last season, I think they'll be fine. Um, I mean, they've definitely strengthened in the right areas. So I don't know whether they'll be close to relegation. They might be close, but I don't think they're sort of the favourites to go down. No? Okay. Well, they were undone by a, a Simon uh, Mackinock hat-trick for... I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. Mm. If it's not, it should change. Um, <laughs> it, undone by a hat-trick by him because the game was taken to extra time. Sorry, I'm just looking at a picture of him and he's got tattoos on his thighs. On his thighs? On his thighs. On his. Okay. I always wonder about that. That's got to hurt, surely. Well, yeah, I mean, when you wear trousers, no one's going to see it. <laughs> yeah, true. Tra- tattoos and legs I don't quite get. Same as on your back. It's not like your back's often showing. No. I don't know. That's a weird one, though. Charisma's got the little um, tear under his eye, you know, that the prisoners get in America when they've killed somebody. Uh, has he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Newcastle got revenge on Wolves um, by beating them 2-0. Um Leeds beat Blackburn 1-0. Uh, Everton lost 2-0 to Norwich. Robert, um, um, Koeman wasn't very happy with the defending there. I think Stephen Naismith returned to Haunton, didn't he? He got one of the yeah, goals. Yeah, did he get one or two of them? I, I, I've definitely seen him score one goal. Yeah, he got one of them. Uh, Josh Murphy got the other one. Uh, yeah, but it was a very good goal, actually. And he probably thought, this is a bit of a... Because he hasn't even been playing for Norwich that much. No, did he celebrate? A little bit. I don't think it was anything major, but I think he was obviously just... Um, embracing the other Norwich players. Yeah. Uh, Brighton lost 2 1 at home to Reading. Liverpool beat Derby 3 0. Um, apparently, Derby have only scored two goals all season. Really? Yeah. I mean, this is what you get if you sell your star striker, Russell Martin. Well, yeah. Chris Martin. I can't remember which one it is. Good performance, though, I think, from your boys. Yeah, I think they did all right, didn't they? That was, um, that was goals from Clavin, uh, Felipe Coutinho, and Divock Origi. People are, people are all, um, you know, 
thinking you you could win the league this year? I don't think so. I think we'll, <laughs> I mean I think we'll get top six. People, I, I don't think we're going to get anywhere near the top four. Seventy three percent possession though, uh, eighteen shots, not to be sniffed at. Uh, Klopp's got his training and plan in place, and it's working like a bit of a well-oiled machine at the moment, it seems. Yeah, I mean, to be fair as well, he'd left um, people like Mane on the bench as well. Uh, but Karius came in in goal. Um, Moreno played. Moreno hasn't been playing much this season. Grulich came on and played. Uh, Origi came on and played as well. So there's some, some strength in this Liverpool team all of a sudden. Yeah, you've got a lot of depth now, which is something you've been lacking. Yeah, and thankfully Chan, Chan came on and played as well. Yes. Uh, Spurs beat Gillingham 5-0. Stoke lost 2-1 to Hull again. Um, well, not again they lost to Hull, but again they keep losing. Uh, Southampton beat Crystal Palace 2-0. QPR lost at home 2-1 to Sunderland. Uh, and Fulham lost 2-1 at home to Bristol City. So we've got a last 16 draw of... We've got, Manchester, we've got the Manchester derby, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Liverpool have got Tottenham. Um, West Ham got Chelsea at home. Another Premier League tie of Southampton Sunderland. Arsenal home to Reading. It always seems like Arsenal get easy cup draws. Yeah, it does do it a little bit, doesn't it? Same in the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, Bristol City at home to Hull could be a little humdinger. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle Preston and Leeds versus Norwich. That sort of rounds up the next round of the cup in the last sixteen. It's only September in the last sixteen of a trophy already. I oh, know. The pre- the season starts going by way too quickly, doesn't it? Oh, it does definitely. I mean, the interesting thing about that draw is how many opportunities there's going to be for sort of lower clubs to actually get further on in the draw because with all the big boys sort of knocking each other out, you know, there's going to be a I know there could be like a Preston, Chelsea next round or Preston West Ham. Was that, you know, there's, there's going to be a few more sort of clubs able to get through to an, an extra stage that they wouldn't normally. Yeah. Because you've got all that. It's not like you face. It's not like you've got Chelsea, uh, Reading or something. I know they're facing Arsenal, but in terms of you, you're not getting those smaller clubs all sort of clumping up against the big teams and the big teams sort of going straight through. Yeah, you've got four Premier League ties, all, all Premier League ties, haven't you? So then you, I can imagine you would discount Reading versus Arsenal. Bristol City versus Hull, like we say, could be a bit tricky. Yeah, no, that's, that's tough because Bristol City are playing very, very well this season. Yeah. Um, um, they've got um, Tammy Abraham on loan who keeps scoring um, from Chelsea. He's um, scored more goals than any loan player for Chelsea did last season, which is a bit of a stat. And there's a fair few of those, isn't there? Yep, and he, well, the whole of last season, I think the most was eight by Van Hinkle, and Tammy Abraham's already got nine or something. And it's only September. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leeds Norwich, that's an all sort of championship first. So one of those go through, and then Newcastle Preston. Newcastle go through, um, and they're sort of thinking, or concentrating on promotion or something. I think they could probably give somebody. They'd give someone a good game. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely, they could. Um, other results around Europe this week. There's been a round of European matches. Uh, Barcelona drew 1-1 with Atletico Madrid. Um, Real Madrid drew 1-1 with Villarreal. Any idea why that's significant? Was that because they could have broken the record if they won? That's right. They were going for the record of 17 straight wins. Um, as it is, they've equaled Barcelona's record of 16 in 2010-11. The top of the league four points ahead of Barcelona. Very that's... good. I mean, they've been very good. 
I was quite sceptical about Zidane when they appointed him. But maybe he... Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I mean, obviously more than I gave him credit for. Because you see so many players, fantastic players, that make terrible managers. And I thought maybe this is just another one of those. I mean, to be honest, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's, it's gonna, this is going to sound quite harsh. But with the players that Real Madrid have got, it's not like he, he, his job's incredibly difficult in terms of, you know, Ronaldo, Benzema, Bale. Yeah, but I suppose, I suppose it's how you get them to play. I mean, well, actually, I mean, Ronaldo's the type of player that I think if he didn't get on with the manager, he wouldn't be able to put as much effort in as he normally would. Yeah, that's all perhaps with Benitez. I think people said last season that when you know, when Rafa Benitez asked you to do something, because he was never that much of a, of a top flight player himself, you don't have that automatic respect. Zinedine Zidane asks you to do something, and you know he's the best. You think he knows played. what. He, he knows what he's talking about. If he says, instead of, I don't know, chipping the ball, why don't you try like driving it across the floor or something? You'd yep. go, he knows what he's talking about. I'll trust him. Exactly. Um, Serie A, there's a round of games in that. Juventus beat Calgary 4-0. That made up for their uh, loss to the Derby d'Italia. That was at the weekend. Did you see that? I didn't know. Uh, they lost 2-1 to Inter. Um, Inter, who lost in the Europa League last week, and everyone at home to uh, the Israeli team that... Um, is it Beer Shaver? The, the Israeli team that... Celtic knocked out in the qualifications of the Champions League. Oh, yeah. Yep, they lost at home to them 2-0 and everyone feared for Inter at the weekend and they beat Juventus 2-1. Um, in fact, they won again this week. They beat Empoli 2-0. Uh, Roma beat poor old uh, Crotone 4-0. Um, Crotone stuck to the bottom one point after five games and they are awful. I watched them once. <laughs> They're terrible, honestly. They made Empoli look good. Em- oh, God. Empoli got Massimo Macaroni, remember him, from Middlesbrough. Oh, yeah. Uh, Milan 2, Lazio 0, that was another dog-awful game as well. This isn't the Milan team that you and I know and love. No. Um, Genoa 0-0 with uh, Napoli, Drew 0-0 with Napoli. In France, uh, PSG beat Dijon 3-0, uh, Rennes beat Marseille 3-2, and Derby of the... Must be some kind of Derby, the Coach Doron or something like that. Uh, nice beat Monaco 4-0, two goals with... Um... Um, oh, Balotelli. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and there's a random game in the Bundesliga as well. Uh, amongst others, Bayern beat Hertha Berlin 3 0. Iron Robbins scored as he came back from that very long term injury he's had. And Dortmund. Did you see Dortmund? Yes, I think I did see some of their goals actually. Was Whether was they win by again? 5 1 away. 5 1. Yeah, they're, they're very scary this season. They are. Well, they follow that yeah. 5-1 away win after consecutive victories uh, in the Champions League versus Liège, Walsall and Darmstadt in the Bundesliga. Yeah. They're not they've bad, been, are they? They've been very good this season. Aubameyang's been quite um, lethal. Yeah, but they're going to be losing him, I suppose, aren't they, for the African nations? That'll be a big loss. Uh, it'll be tough to see. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he does go. He's been just so electric. Well, you'll end up playing Gomez, um, Mario, not Mario Gomez, um, what's Goethe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Play him false nine and then they'll lose three games. Probably. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know, because they have their winter break, don't they? Oh, yeah, they've got that, that time to actually sort of, yeah. I think, I think they'll be okay, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do with Iron. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have the winter break where they go off on tour. <laughs> that winter break. Um, Joey Barton has been suspended for three weeks by Rangers, hasn't he? 
Yeah, he's had a bit of a difficult couple of weeks. He's been a bit of a rascal, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He called out Scott Brown before the Old Firm derby. Um, Scott Brown put him back in his place. And then following on from all that, he had a bit of a disagreement with one of his teammates, didn't he? Um, told him he wasn't very good and he's been suspended for three weeks. But in amongst all that, you'll never guess what. He's done something else naughty now as well. No, he's got a book out. Oh, it's has he got a book out? Yeah, it's almost like he needs some publicity or something. Oh, maybe. To, yeah, to sell copies of his book. Who'd have thought that? He's just, he's just. I mean, originally I saw something that he apparently wanted to join Celtic instead of Rangers. Yes, I saw that. That, tweet that, as well. that was something that came out. I was just like, "What is he doing?" Well, that was a tweet from about three or four years ago, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, that was something from quite some time. It's just, he's just. I mean, yeah, the Scott Brown thing was just hilarious. He called him out, and then I don't know if you ever see a Scott Brown's interview after that game. Yes. Someone said, "Yeah, you know, how do you feel about?" Joe Barton, he went, didn't even, didn't even notice he was on the pitch, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely put him back in his box. <laughs> I'm not a massive fan of Scott Brown, but yeah, that did make me chuckle. <laughs> um, and have you seen distance that some of these teams have travelled in Russia? It was the Russian Cup this week. Spartak Moscow. You know Moscow is, don't you? Yeah. Travelled to, right, you're going to have to forgive me my pronunciation. You're not Russian or have Russian descent in your family, uh, do you? No. <laughs> no? Good. Right, okay, well, I'll... Just demolish this pronunciation then. Uh, SKA uh, Kabarovsk of Siberia. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, them. If you've heard of yeah. them. Yeah. No, I haven't. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> They're a good Scrabble word. Uh, Spartak Moscow travelled to them for um, a tie in the Russian Cup. 8,381 kilometres by road. Uh, Google, Ma- uh, Google Maps says it would take you a week to drive it. So they, did they did they coach it or did they get the plane? I think they must have taken the plane. Uh, you, you'd think so, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. Sorry, you can't play any of the games. Why? We're on the coach. <laughs> well, that's not the longest fixture in Russian football. Um, that belongs to Baltika Kaliningrad, uh, who played Saklinin. Now, do you know where any of these places are? No. Well, Kaliningrad is that little bit of Russia that's between... Uh, Poland and actual Russia itself was like a little enclave. So you're oh, talking, okay, yeah. you're talking pretty much bordering the EU. Um, and Sakhalin is in Vladivostok, which is on the Pacific coast facing America. Okay, that's yeah. a ten thousand kilometer one way trip. Oh, which some fans did not of Kaliningrad, but some Zenit St Petersburg fans did once. They drove there, and I think their car packed up on the way back, and they had to abandon their car, but. Zenit paid for the car to be brought back and they now store it in their museum. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, of course, is not a patch on the 2015 French Cup um, as uh, Brittany's Pontivy played AS, AS uh, Perrier of... Any ideas where? No. Tahiti. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> 19,200 mile round trip. That's a bit of a distance. And they won 6 5. Pan TV did. That's good. You'd want to win after going all that way, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd, you'd think, you know, losing, you'd just think, oh, God. I don't no, know. Stuck all the way home. I can think of worse things than sure leaving Tahiti, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the sort of place you turn up the night before, play the game, and then get the coach home. You'd presumably get a, a little bit of time there, wouldn't you? You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, having done a little bit of English history and knowing all the sailors that used to go there caught the clap, um, you'd imagine you'd have quite a fun time. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Some kind of Pacific STD. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, we talk about the Premier League. Yeah. A round of fixtures coming up this weekend. Uh, first of all, the early kickoff is uh, Manchester United versus Leicester, Old Trafford. Now this finished one-one, didn't it last season? This was this was the the game when Leicester could have won the league, and they went behind, and then they got the goal back, and thought we're quite happy with this point. Thank you. Yeah. Casper um, Schmeichel could be back. Yeah, I mean the other goalkeepers um, actually played quite well against Chelsea, uh, despite the four goals. I think he was quite unlucky on a couple of them. He made a really, really good save against Costa. Um, so if Schmeichel was not back, I don't think they'll be too disappointed. No, okay. Well, Leicester have won only one of their last eighteen league visits to Old Trafford. Um, Tony Cotty scored in nineteen ninety-eight. Do you remember the? I don't suppose you remember this, but there was a game where. Uh, I think they lost 1-0. It was the season they went. They got relegated. They got a penalty. And Muzzy is it went to take the penalty. Chelsea's own Muzzy is it. And yeah. um, Fabian Bartes just stood with his hand on the post. Muzzy is it scored the penalty. And the referee made him retake it. Which was a mistake. Really? Yeah. I think well, I've seen it. Yeah. And then Bartes yeah. saved it. Saved it. <laughs> but apparently that's a mistake. You shouldn't have never let the penalty be retaken. Yeah. I, I don't know why you would why you would just have to retake it I mean it's the goalkeeper's error isn't it surely yeah and that was around the time that he was going bonkers and that was the time when the whole yeah, time well yeah was, it wasn't long around the time when Di Canio scored that goal in the cup do you remember he pretended he was offside yeah he was just holding he was just holding his hand up the entire time and Di Canio was like no on side and yeah. then just scored yeah exactly that's it um well, Manchester United have scored in each of their last 14 Premier League matches against Leicester scoring 33 goals although Jamie Vardy has scored in three of his last four matches against United. Can you yeah, see anything other than a United win? Well, we say that, but they've lost three out of their last four, haven't they? They've been... It's a really interesting situation for both teams, really. I mean, Leicester, uh, you know, they've got to sort of fire back a little bit. I mean, they'll be bit, bitterly disappointed by the League Cup result, considering the position they were in, um, that they did let that go. It, they could have controlled that a lot better. Um, and they've not had the, the best start to the Premier League as they would have hoped following last season. And United have been on a bit of a downward spiral as well. And it, it, you'd think if they lose to Leicester, Mourinho's position is going to be back under a little bit of pressure. Well, do you remember when Mourinho took over from Ranieri at Chelsea? All those mean things he said about him. Yeah. Um, He's a mean person though, isn't he, really? He is a meanie, isn't he? Well... Jose Mourinho has not won any of his last four games in a team led by Claudio Ranieri, including defeats in the last two matches. And do you remember the last defeat to Claudio Ranieri? Do you remember that? Cost him his no. job, didn't it? Oh, yeah. It did. I don't know if that means anything now. Well, I don't think... He won't get sacked yet no. by United. But <laughs> his, position, his position is under threat. I mean... God forbid what would have happened if they would have lost last night. I don't know. Oh, that would be brilliant, um, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love watching him sort of. And the other interesting thing is, after every game, he, he's blamed the referee for something, um, despite his team not playing very well. And then he, he had the audacity last night to call out the critics that tried to cut his career down. Oh, yes, he said that. that delete the last 10 years or 16 yes. years or something. Yeah. Whereas he's been very out of touch for the past sort of season and a half. Do you think this is like? Is, do you think he's been found out, or other people have caught up, or this is just a blip, or this is a man on the decline because everything goes in cycles? 
I think he's on on the decline. Really? Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's a mixture of a man on the decline, but also I, he, I, it's almost like he's got no new ideas. And as I, I think people have found out what his tactics are. And he, there's no, there's nothing he can do to come up with anything fresh to surprise people with. You think this is like Wenger, where he's he was an innovator once, and now the others have caught up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mourinho's always, you know, years and years ago was this sort of man that you know, you you could never predict what he'd do. He'd always, you know, predict people's teams team selections in pre-match conferences, and you know, show that he had such an intelligence for the game. And and recently, it's just felt like I'll put the team out. I'll make some substitutions at half time if it's not going well. And then if we don't win, we don't win. And then there'll be a controversial decision which he can blame the referee on. Yeah. Well, should we talk about something happier? Yes. Chelsea versus <laughs> Arsenal. That's not really going to be happier, is it? <laughs> well, you say that, but Arsenal are winless in their last nine Premier League meetings with Chelsea um, since they beat you 5-3 at Stamford Bridge. And of course, do you remember Arsene Wenger's thousandth game in charge? That was the best day I think I've I've had in a long time. That was the six 0 wasn't it, when the referee yeah. sent off the wrong black man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was a really good that was a really good afternoon. I just couldn't believe my eyes. The whole thing was just entertaining from start to finish. Well, I don't think Arsenal scored in something like their last six against Chelsea, have they? No, but this is this is a different Chelsea defence now. Terry probably won't be back. It'll be Louise and Cahill again, so mm. I'm not not too sort of confident that we'll keep a clean sheet I think we'll we need to take the momentum and Fabregas needs to play if he plays Kante and, and Matic again I think there'll be a lot of unhappy people so what would you do you play Kante and Fabregas yeah okay. I'd feel confident leaving Kante in front of the back four and letting Fabregas push up a little bit and, and be the playmaker that he can be well you've won more Premier League matches at the Emirates than any other away side um, and Arsenal are winless in five London derbies. This is all pointing towards you. Yeah, I, just, I think we're in this situation at the moment where our performances haven't been great. I mean, sometimes in the second half we'll play really well, uh, but the, our first halves have been really poor, so it, it depends what situation we put ourselves into. Yeah. I don't think we'd be able to come back, you know, 3 4 2 against Arsenal if we went two goals down. So it, it, it's all about the first half. If the first half's not up to scratch we're going to be in a lot of trouble ok um, right some of the 3 o'clock kickoffs on Saturday the first one is Bournemouth versus Everton um, last season Everton won this didn't they yeah they beat the uh, oh no, no, no last, last season remember this is the 3 all. this is where Everton were 3-1 up in injury time and of course they then they drew three oh all. yeah oh, it, yeah do you remember this yeah um Everton are on a bit of a streak at the moment, aren't they? They're doing. All, I mean, I know they lost in the League Cup the other day, but they're doing very well in the league. Yeah, Lukaku's hit his form again, which is what they've needed yeah. um, for him to be back, bang on form again. So it's probably I can see them picking up the win quite easily. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be. I don't know. I, do you know what we were saying earlier on? I do fear for Bournemouth. These are one of those, one of the teams that, like a Swansea and all those teams down there that were sort of everyone's darlings last season, but they've not started very well at all. No, absolutely. I mean, they they could be under, they could be. Um, there's definitely the potential for it. I think 
the spirit in Bournemouth, I think, might be able to carry them through um, and past that situation. They, they should be able to come out of it all right. Yeah. I'm probably completely wrong, but I just get the impression that there's <laughs> one of these teams that are just struggling. Yeah, they are struggling at the moment. I think they need they need to hit a, a purple patch almost and just get a few good games under there. But even if even if it's a draw, but they play really well, you know, they just need a bit of a confidence boost. I think. Yeah, they're fourth bottom at the minute, aren't they? So, mm. okay. Um, Middlesbrough Spurs. It's a Spurs win, isn't it? Really, I can't see anything else. Do you think? Mm. A Harry Kaneless Spurs. True, true. I think the the thing about Spurs so far this season, well, it's just Spurs in general, I think the, the players around Harry Kane should be able to fill in the gaps. I mean, Eriksson's just a great player. I mean, I think he's just signed a new deal. I think Ali's just signed a new deal. So that they should have an amazing, like obviously a big win against Gillingham as well in the Cup. They should have quite a lot of positivity as well, apart from Harry Kane, obviously. These are the two teams... Well, this is the promoted Premier League team I think would do the best, I think, Middlesbrough. They've got um, Stuani and Jordan Rhodes have both been past fit. That's good news for them, yeah. Yeah, you kind of think that... Um, Jordan Rhodes is one of those players... You know every year when a Premier League team... When a team gets promoted to the Premier League, you think, I'll pick him in my fantasy team. And it's like a sneaky peek that you don't think anybody else will have and it gets you loads of points. Yeah. Jordan Rhodes. I was going. To, I was thinking Jordan Rhodes or Alvaro Negredo could be my one for that. Negredo's a very, very good striker. Mm. Very underrated. He will score goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Liverpool Hull. Now, do you remember what Dave said last week about Liverpool Hull? He said last week that we would beat Chelsea, which is what we did. Yeah. And we would lose one 0 to Hull, having had something like eighty percent possession. Do you think that's going to happen? Yes because I'm a pessimist <laughs> and I've been watching Liverpool for far too long. <laughs> uh, Adam Lallana, uh, Lallana and Georgia Wijnaldum uh, returned to the squad because they all sat out the other day. Um, and Danny Sturridge could also be fit. Where have we read that before? Yeah. Um, never lost a home match against Hull in all competitions. I think you'll be okay. I think there's always a, that, that risk, isn't there? That always... Yeah, things are going so well for Liverpool, something will always crash you back down. Yeah. I Not, don't think this is the game for it to happen. Unbeaten in 14 matches at Anfield. Yeah, I, I, I can't see... I mean, Hull are playing quite well at the moment. They're not doing too bad. Um, but I, I can't see them mounting too much of a, a problem. Yeah. You just need to get an early goal. Otherwise, it's going to be that 80% position thing. Um, Hull have visited Anfield seven times in the league without winning. Do you know who the team with the worst record without winning at Anfield is? No. It's Chelsea. Is it? Oh, I sort of thought in the back of my mind it's going to be Chelsea, <laughs> isn't it? 17 times. Don't want to admit it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, State West Brom. Oh, this is like... This is new Tony Pulis' team versus Tony Pulis. <laughs> There's some kind of symmetry going on here because Stoke have evolved into the good ball playing team and West Brom have regressed into what Stoke was about five years six years ago yeah um, <laughs> that's the Tony Pulis effect <laughs> yeah that's what that's what Pulis does Mark Hughes yeah. he's, um, he's in a bit of trouble isn't he we keep saying this yeah I don't know what is going on with Stoke this season but they, they're not even getting beaten in games where it's like oh they've lost 1-0 but at least they played alright or they created some good chances they're getting beaten heavily comprehensively every week yeah um, it's just 
it's ridiculous. I can't believe it. I mean, I, I really like Mark Hughes as a manager. I really like Stoke. They've got a lot of interesting players. Obviously, they're picking up these players that potentially haven't performed at their big club. And they're, they're, they're big coops for them. And But it's just not going well. 13 goals in four games they've leaked. It's not very Ryan Shawcross, is it? It's not. You'd expect Stoke to be like a bit like a Tony Pulis team. Still, I mean, I know they've changed a lot since then, but you'd still expect them to be quite stubborn defensively and, and sort of regimented and it wouldn't leak that many goals but yeah this season's just been a mess yeah well maybe they could do the Tony Pulis well they they lost Stoke lost oh, uh, as you expect uh, 2-1 here last season yeah um, what do you reckon it's going to be this season uh, I mean I I don't think Stoke are going to win I don't think they will even get a draw they need it but I don't think it's going to happen no no. Tony Pulis has won all four of his Premier League meetings against Stoke since he left them. Yeah, I mean West Brom have West Brom have actually been not too bad this season from from what I can remember, and it's sort of thinking it's the type of game where perhaps Stoke might play quite well, and West Brom will still end up winning one 0 Yeah, you could be right. I have it's to got say, that feeling about it. If I had a ticket to this game, I wouldn't exactly be feeling like. Charlie going to the chocolate factory would you no you, you'd sort of just be thinking oh, do I really even want this yeah I've got it I've got to go I might leave it out and yeah. somebody else steals it or something <laughs> um, Sunderland Crystal Palace Sunderland have failed to win any of their three Premier League home matches against Crystal Palace drawing two and losing one the David Moyes effect yeah David Moyes would do that won't yeah. he <laughs> uh, Scott Dan's injured I think isn't he yes I think he is yeah, because he tends to score quite a lot as a defender, doesn't he? He was their top yeah, scorer of last a, season for quite some time. Yeah, he's quite a threat, isn't he? Yeah. I remember him scoring a winner against Liverpool at Anfield very recently. <laughs> um, Christian Benteke likes playing against um, likes playing against Sunderland. He's scored six goals in seven Premier League meetings with him. One, one was a hat-trick, of course. Yes, yeah. Um Sunderland. Tough one to call this yeah. one, I think. Sunderland lost four at their last five. Palace on back-to-back Premier League wins, though, weren't they? Yeah, I, I think Palace are, are in the right position to win. Uh, again, David Moyes and Sunderland, they need a result yep. to sort of stop the rut. But again, Palace are on a bit of form, and this might be the standard Alan Pardew thing where they go on a bit of a, run, of a run for a couple of months, pick up enough points that they need then go on a massive losing streak and yeah. everyone hates him again. <laughs> this is what he does. Yes. Um, Swansea versus Manchester City. Apparently uh, Man City have stayed at Celtic Manor for the last four nights having quite a nice jolly goal. Nice. Time. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right for some, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Swansea have won only one of their last 12 league meetings with Manchester City. Yeah, Gwydlin's not in a, best, a good position either, really, is he? No, again, this is like a Bournemouthy kind of thing, isn't it? I mean, where are yeah. Swansea? They are 15th on four points. I think he's quite a canny manager, Gwydlin, and they've got some good players. I think, I don't, I just don't think you can underestimate selling Ashton Williams. No, I think now is the thing, and it sort of happened fairly late in the window, really, in comparison to everything else. Yeah. He's such a massive player for them, um, it's not just his defensive ability, it was his organisation as well. I think that they've sorely missed as well. Yeah. Not just having him, having him there, having his presence, but having him actually direct people around and making sure that they are defensively strong. Well, this was they've a draw- definitely not filled that. This was a 1-1 draw last season, although this was sort of peak Pellegrini towards the end of the season. Yes. 
Um, Pep Guardiola has won his first five Premier League matches. The only other manager to have done that? In what this season or in recent history? Ever in the Premier League? Oh, ever. Mourinho. No, Carlo Ancelotti, two thousand and nine. Ah. Your lot. That was a good season. That was. And was that Ancelotti's the one that always in... forgot. I always like everyone always forgets about Ancelotti at Chelsea. It's bizarre. Yeah, well, it, it sort of ended very quickly after the last game of the season, didn't it? Yeah, it was all a very like. Okay, see you later. Bye. Okay. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I think. I think maybe you regretted getting. Um, Absolutely. Getting rid of him. He was a great. He was a great manager. And he was really well liked. Yeah. So it's all a very bizarre situation. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, four o'clock is um, West Ham versus Southampton. West Ham desperately, desperately need a win, don't they? I mean, where are they now? They have lost uh, four out of the last five in the Premier League. Um, and all right, they beat Gillingham, but it took them 96 minutes to beat them. Yeah. It's um, a difficult situation. They just don't seem to... It's this at London Stadium... It is. I mean, people are saying that the atmosphere is not right. I think that's because of the running track. Obviously, the the stand the stand is quite far away, and I can imagine a lot of the fans probably aren't West Ham fans. They're just in London and probably can get a ticket. Well, apparently it was a bit too feisty, wasn't it? They were fighting amongst themselves. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't think the players would be able to feel that. No. Um, I think that's... Obviously... West Upton Park was very, very close in and, you, you know, you'd get the complete package for the players and, and I don't think they're getting that. I don't know what's going on with them this season. West Ham was so positive last season, it just seems simple falling apart again. Yeah, it does seem incredible. I mean, I don't think Billet should be worried for his job yet, but... No, but it, it's something, I mean, it, to be honest, I think it's more Payet that they should be worried about. I mean, if West Ham don't perform and they stay lower down... In January, is his position more likely to leave? Yeah, because he's got PSG in January written all over him, isn't he? It's a thing of, you know, not playing very well in the league. A team comes along with a big money offer. West Ham probably thinking, well, he's either going to go now or in summer. Get as much as we can now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, someone was saying that they did score an awful lot of streaky goals last season. You know, Dimitri Payet wonder free kicks and strikes and things like that it, it, they can't rely on that they can't keep going forever doing that Southampton are another one of those teams a bit bournemouth a bit Swansea-ish that you kind of will to win because everyone likes a bit of Southampton and how they do things but uh, new manager and you know he needs time to bed in and are they going to struggle and get sucked into a relegation battle I don't think that, I don't think they'll get um, pushed into a relegation battle. I, I think they'll be okay. They won't be as strong as, as they've been the past couple of seasons. Um, but I think I think they'll be all right in in the end. Okay. Um, and finally, Monday night. This is what you paid your Sky money for, everybody. Burnley <laughs> versus Watford. Oh, that's a corker. That is. <laughs> um, first ever top flight meeting between the two. Um, lots of draws. In this, five of the last six league meetings have ended in draws. Um, and Watford has scored three or plus goals in consecutive Premier League matches for the first time. Hmm. Troy Deeney is everyone's new favourite hipster of choice, isn't he? People like saying nice things about him. Yeah, they do that. They really, really do enjoy it, don't they? Yeah. And again, these are another Bournemouthy, Southampton y kind of team, Watford are, I think, that. You want them to do well, and again, they've got a new manager and it's going to take time settling it. I mean, they're ninth with seven points at the minute, but 
you do, you do I, don't, I, don't, I sort of fear for them a little bit. There's worse what, teams than Yeah, I mean, there's worse teams than them, but they've bought a lot of players, they take time to jail, the new manager and all that sort of thing. I, I don't know if that... For me, I think you just have to watch what they've done so far. I mean, they beat United. That was a massive result that could spur them on quite a lot. And you never know what the what you know one result can do to a squad. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a massive because they've been waiting years for that to happen. Yeah, they came very close last year as well, if I remember. And United came back with a minute, like a last minute goal. It was the Troy Dino goal, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, so I think they're. That result could really spur them on to push on now, I think. Yeah. Okay, so you think they're going to be all right? Mm. All right. Um, and that is it for Premier League, our Premier League previews. Uh fancy a game? Yeah. A bit of wiki races? You need to get like a theme song, like a jingle for this now, because I love that name. I, I, I quite liked it when it was suggested. I'm yeah. furious the fact I didn't suggest it myself. It's very See, no, no one would have known that. You could have just been like, oh, this is my idea. Uh, well, no, Ross suggested it, so he would have... Uh, but then it's on the internet. Ross can't then come, uh, well, you know, I said it. Well, you know, yeah, he's probably, probably out there. He screenshots these things for evidence, I think. Does he? Uh, I think so. Damn it, Ross. Well, if he, he does, but then if he does broadcast them, then he breaks the sacred vow of Twitter, which is never publicise your DMs. Oh, well, see, there you go, then. So, that yeah, that's the tricky situation mm-hmm. you're in. Uh, well, last week... Well, last week kind of fell on its arse a little bit, didn't it? Because we had Dave on, and this challenge was to get from Steven Gerrard uh, to Rio de Janeiro in as few clicks as possible. And within two minutes, David managed to get it, didn't he? Yeah. Um, two clicks, yeah. Yeah, two clicks. So he went Steven Gerrard. Uh, scroll through Steven Gerrard's Wikipedia biography. You get to John Barnes. Scroll through John Barnes, and of course you get Rio, which is where he scored that famous goal. Um, so he stumped us straight away, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, we also got Colin Render, um, who listens quite a lot and contributes quite a lot. Uh, he did it in two sweets, uh, two clicks as well. He went Stephen Gerrard to Ronaldinho to Rio de Janeiro. So, this week I tried to go a little bit different. You need to up the ante, clearly. I think I've done this a little bit. Right, so yeah. as it's his 20th anniversary, we'll start with Arsene Wenger. Yeah. Okay, and today is my last jo- day in my current job before I move on to another one. Ooh. Yes. Um, so in honour of that, we've got to get to Michael Douglas's falling down. Because <laughs> the whole thing with that, it was Robert Duvall's last day at work, wasn't he? He had to go chasing Michael Douglas around town. Okay, hang on. I'll have just, you seen I'll this film? Gonna... No. Oh, you have to see this. So I just need to put this on my notepad for later because I will forget. Oh, God, what? Notes? Do I even have notepad anymore? I've got this Sounds thing called a pen and a paper. I uh, See, uh, I'm... I don't really like that old school technology, you see. You're a youth, aren't you? You probably... Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I like a phone and that's it. <laughs> you know what? I got told... I got looked at on Twitter for being some bumpkin the other day because someone took a photo of their uh, the ring on their finger and they got a new ring on their finger. And, right. But she's French and she took the photo in front of her keyboard and I was mesmerised by the fact that all the letters were in different places on the French keyboard <laughs> as of course they would be all around the world but yeah. I just never ever thought about that for once and I said this to her and she sort of she thought I was being silly but I was just absolutely fascinated <laughs> I don't know why but you know no well, that makes sense I've never seen a foreign keyboard so no. you know I was just mesmerised by the fact that 
they're all in different places, but of course they would be, wouldn't they? Because they use different letters. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> Have yourself a look at a foreign keyboard, a French keyboard. Well, it probably will just blow my mind. Yeah, you won't be able to unsee these things. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you've got to get from Ostervenger to uh, the Michael Douglas film falling down as few clicks as possible. So we'll have a go at this and I'll get your answers next week. Yeah, okay. All right. Right. Um, anything else you want to declare? No, I think that's everything, actually. You're all sorted and all done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, Ross and the guys will be back on Sunday to review uh, what we have just previewed, the fix- Premier League fixtures we've just previewed and some more. Um, there'll be the game I forgot the name of that Adam keeps winning. Have you heard this? No. Um, they play a game where it's like called Winner Stays On or something like that. So Colin and Adam pick a subject um, and they ask them, Ross asks them questions and it's a best of five. Uh, and whoever wins gets to keep the subject for the following week and the loser picks a different subject. Adam is on his third week of the office because he keeps beating Colin and Colin can't beat him. So basically what you're saying is people are going to tune in to listen to Adam winning again? Uh, pretty much, yeah. You get an, yeah, you get an hour of football um, and if you can make it through that then you get uh, the sound of Colin getting pasted at a quiz. Um, so yeah you get to listen to that if you like what you hear you can rate and review us on iTunes uh, every positive review or five star review pushes us up the charts we really really appreciate that you can download us and subscribe on iTunes you can download and subscribe on Acast I think you can leave reviews on there um, if you want to get in touch and write uh, for us we're always looking to publish new articles chris at manofthepost.com um, at manofthepost is the Twitter and Instagram accounts Ryan if they want to follow you my Twitter account is at the Ryan Goodman. At the Ryan Goodman. Super. Yep. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Ryan. No, thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>